you miss Canty and Carlin? Am I supposed to be buying in on the Giants right now? No. No, 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 no. Not I, yet. I, I mean, I hope not. not yet. Because I think if we, and it's it's just because if we are, I think we're looking at the first couple of games somewhat in a naive way. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are also on your smart speaker. We are on the ESPN app. You really don't have an excuse to listen to the show. And we, of course, are on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Giants-Cowboys tonight. I'm excited for this game. But as much as the Giants are 2-0, and as much as uh, apparently I'm supposed to believe more in Cooper Rush than I do, uh, because based off of last week, there were a lot of people who were saying they can navigate their way through this and it's not going to be an issue. Uh, we're hearing more and more toward mid-October uh, when it comes to Dak Prescott now. Mm-hmm. Chris, I have a feeling that tonight the Giants are going to take care of the Cowboys. And it's not just the the Cowboy hatred, but I can't really get a finger on a pulse of this game because the Giants have surprised me through mm. the first couple against some not-so-great teams, and the Cowboys surprised me by bouncing back and by getting a win last week. So help me out here. What am I supposed to believe? And frankly, what happened yesterday? has me questioning a lot of my beliefs well, based I, on our picks. I, I hear where you're coming from, but I, I think this is going to come down to the defenses. And when you bring up the Giants being able to win this game and move to 3-0, and I would ask you, who the hell is going to block Michael Parsons from the Dallas Cowboys? Because yeah. that's the guy that you, you've got to attend to. He's an absolute game wrecker, and it has to go beyond just recognition and knowing where he's at. You've got to have a sound plan in terms of how you're going to stop him. This dude can line up anywhere along that defensive front. We've seen him line up as an off-the-ball linebacker. We've seen him line up on the edge as a pass rusher. We've seen him line up over slot receivers. And he can rush from anywhere. Sometimes he can surprise you and drop in coverage. He has that kind of range where he can run the deep middle of the field. So I I just don't know what the plan is for the Giants offensive staff, Brian Dayball and Mike Kafka. They're going to have to figure out something because – this guy can absolutely wreck the game. Now, we do know that Michael Parsons missed a couple of days of practice this week. He had some illness, but he posted earlier today on social media a picture of Michael Jordan's flu game. And that with Michael, with Lawrence Taylor being in the building tonight, I got to believe that Michael Parsons is going to be fired up to show the rest of the NFL world exactly what he can do in primetime against a division rival. Yeah, we... We have a little nugget that we have to share at some point about Micah Parsons as a as a show that we will. Okay. Do you, I mean, do you want to share that now or not? No, let's do it. We're talking about him. So here's the deal. Last week, we are having a discussion on one of our pre-show meetings, and we're talking about the MVP in the league and what the different odds are. And Chris says, just kind of out of nowhere, we're... What are the odds on Micah Parsons, just to be curious, because he's got four sacks through two games. And we know that the last defensive player to win an MVP was Lawrence Taylor. Correct. And Micah Parsons is drawing comparisons to Lawrence Taylor. And I think this was right after we found out the news that LT was going to come up for this game to see it in person. And so we are scrolling through Caesars Sportsbook, looking for the odds and looking for the odds and looking for the odds. We can't find Micah Parsons in it. We're like... Where, Where is this? I can't find it. And then finally we do. 
Micah Parsons at the time to win MVP was plus 30,000 to win the MVP. That's 300 to 1. And then all of a sudden, you and I and Evan Wilner and Liam Chapman, huh, 300 to 1. So wait a minute. What does that mean math-wise? Does that... So if I took a hundred dollars, three hundred. Oh, so if I took a hundred dollars and bet it on Micah Parsons, that's thirty grand. That's right. That's right. Huh. <laughs> so we chatted some more. We did some scouring of some sports books to find to find the best price. Yes. Yeah. And uh, let's just leave it at this. Collectively, as a show. We are in. Yeah, we got involved. So we Micah, got involved. So I don't know if you're going to get complete objectivity the rest of the way on Micah Parsons. <laughs> because we are going to be... I never thought in my lifetime I would find myself rooting for a Dallas Cowboy. Mm-hmm. Yet all of a sudden, given what we put down last week... Eh, hey, I, yeah, I mean, Evan's in. Ryan Matlack, you were off that day, but you're in, correct? Oh, the bet was made. I got great intel from Evan on that one, and I gladly <laughs> <Yeah>. submitted my <laughs> bet. Now, some of them some of them got him at 300 to 1. Some of them had him at 200 to 1. Yes. But it has. here's, here's the thought process for us. Tell me if I'm wrong. Hmm. He has a huge game tonight in front of Lawrence Taylor against the Giants on Monday Night Football. With the storyline coming in that he's been under the weather all week. Yep. The hype train is all of a sudden going to start plowing through Parsonsville. Yes. And I think that that hype train could influence some voters. Because, you know, it's it's writers and people of that ilk who, write on the, who vote on the MVP, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And... Like, if this turns into, like, is it's it out so, of the realm it, to say this is a 25-sack season? <sighs> like, Chris, that Car- would Car- shatter the Car- record. Carlin, uh, here's the thing. I can't say no. And that says, And that says something in and of itself. And think about it this way. It's teed up perfectly for Parsons, right? Because we're talking about Dak Prescott missing significant time during the season. I already said that Michael Parsons was the best player of the Dallas Cowboys coming into this year, even with Dak being healthy. I felt like the identity of the Cowboys, if they were going to contend, was going to have to be on the defensive side of the ball. But now that they're doing it with a backup quarterback, if they continue to win games, and it's within the realm of possibility because they got the Giants tonight, they got the Commanders in week four, who's to say that everybody is going to point to Michael Parsons being the reason why this team has an actual shot at competing for an NFC East title and getting into the playoffs. Nobody would say that. Yeah. Nobody. This is a guy that finished second in defensive player of the year voting as a rookie. Yes. Behind Aaron Donald, the guy that we just saw hold up the Lombardi trophy. Yep. That's how good Michael Parsons is. Carlin, in one-on-one pass rush situations, he is winning 75% of those opportunities. 75%. So three or four. So when he's got a one-on-one pass rush, he's going to win more likely than not. And here's the sticker. Dan Quinn, their defensive coordinator, is doing a great job of moving him around 
and creating defensive formations to make sure that Parsons maximizes those one-on-one opportunities. There's a reason why overall his pass rush win rate is 59%. It's a lot to do with the defensive coordinator coming up with a scheme that frees him up to do what he does best, which is take advantage of one-on-one opportunities against offensive linemen. So are we taking a shot here? Yes, we are. We're taking a shot. But I think the great bonding vehicle that we have in this country is sports gambling. (laughs) (laughs) So we, you know, for the first time as a show, are collectively coming together to try to make something happen for all of us so we have a common rooting interest and so that some of us won't ever have to work a day again in our lives if this comes through. <laughs> like, put it this way. If if the day after the MVP vote comes up and Micah Parsons win it, wins it, you will never see Canty again. <laughs> wow. Stop yourself, Carlin. Stop yourself. I'll be here. I don't know if you'd be here. Partner. I would be here. The bald mamba? The bald mamba will be here. After a long vacation somewhere sunny and sandy. I will get my money's worth out of it. I guarantee you <laughs> that. But, so here's the thing. If you want to be a part of our show and just kind of, uh, you know, jump on board with us, welcome. I might encourage you to do it today. Yeah. Because if do, it happens. Do it before 8 o'clock tonight. Yeah. If it happens... Uh, you could be in a situation where the numbers could drop tonight. Yeah. If Micah Parsons has a big game. Anyway. Now, listen, this ain't your 401k money or no. your kid's college fund money. No, 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 You know no, what no, I mean? No. This, is a long, this, is, this is a long hey, shot. This is, let's take a flyer. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. This is, you know, take 10 bucks and maybe I could have a nice But if, he, if Micah vacation. Parsons is who we think he is, right? this is not far-fetched. No, it's not. It's not. And so here's what we've done. We've identified what we believe is an early value at at something that does not seem completely implausible through two games, but it's taking a flyer. It is not telling you, why don't you take next week's paycheck and just go straight to the sports book? This is not no. the Lacadini. No, it is not. <laughs> this is, let's try to bond over some found money, if you will, yeah. if it happens. Some educated found money. And let's put your Cowboys hatred to the side. Yes, yeah. which I clearly did. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the Cowboys. In the interest of money, but you I, love money more. I love money more. <laughs> you love money more. <laughs> KT and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. Yeah. This Monday Night Football preview has been brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Earlier today, Greeny said he is jumping off the AFC West bandwagon. That is just a silly take by our friend Mike Greenberg, and we'll explain why next. Canty and Garland, ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Listen, we had a couple of calls up. Want to get a chance to get them in at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776, about Lamar Jackson being the best show in sports. They've been patient, so let's get a couple in here, okay? Yes and yes. All right. Jeremy in Minnesota is up first on ESPN Radio this segment. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Uh, I just have one thing to say about that guy from North Dakota saying that he's a Broncos fan. When he turns his TV on in January, he doesn't see Lamar Jackson. Well, number one, he doesn't have service out in North Dakota. They got nothing there. <laughs> number two, Hell maybe he no. should get in his car with his buddies and say, let's ride, go to Russell Wilson's house and watch Lamar in January from their couch. <laughs> <laughs> Clap back. And listen, he might not be wrong. Because no. even though the Broncos are two and one, I'm not buying stock in Denver. I'm just not. I, I can't. I even that looked like a game that should have been played at Coors Field last night. That was a baseball to. score. It really was. Yeah, Chris. I mean, I I finally got to the hotel at about the end of the first quarter. I couldn't believe what I was watching between those two teams. Yeah, that was that was painful beyond reproach. Unbelievable. Max in Miami is next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Max, what do you got, bud? Hello. You guys can hear me? Yes, sir. I have you guys on speaker. Oh, perfect, perfect. Well, man, listen, I'll be honest with you guys. I did not watch Lamar yesterday against the Patriots, but I I did watch him tear up my team, you know, uh, a week ago through three and a half quarters. And I've also heard everybody on the sports media talking about how this guy's a running back first and not a quarterback, always moving the goalposts. Oh, he can only make short passes. Oh, he can do touch passes. And I see this man taking his franchise without a top receiver to the playoffs and being competitive. Listen, man, if the if we're gonna put the if we're gonna set the bar so high for Lamar, we gotta do it for everybody else. How come how come Aaron Rodgers gets away with uh, fourteen point games? How come he gets away with not getting past the divisional round? How is Dak Prescott getting a contract while not achieving the, the, the performance that Lamar Jackson has done? This guy's a top-tier athlete, man. You got He's a top-three quarterback, in my view. As of right now, he's a top-three quarterback, in my view. And I'll, t- I'll be honest with you. I'll take him over to any day. If we had Lamar Jackson... Oh, yeah, there's no question about there's no question about that. Lamar Jackson oh. is a better quarterback than Tua, and I don't care that Tua's number one in QBR and Lamar is number two through three weeks. Ain't nobody with two eyes that knows the game of football going to say Tua is a better quarterback than Lamar yeah. Jackson. Tua didn't outpay Lamar Jackson when the Dolphins won in week two in Baltimore. He no. didn't. No. It was just the Ravens' defense was god-awful in the fourth quarter. But here's the thing, though, Carlin. When we have this conversation about Lamar Jackson, the point that the caller brought up with the comparison to Dak Prescott, 
That That's valid. Absolutely. Remember, when Jeremy Fowler surveyed all the executives around the NFL before the season started, they had Dak Prescott as a top 10 quarterback. You know who was on the outside looking in? Lamar Jackson. It doesn't feel that way right now. And like I said earlier in the show, I would have a hard time picking a quarterback that's playing at a higher level than Lamar is playing at right now, Carlin. That's how good this dude is. And listen, when it comes to comparing him with Dak, Lamar Jackson's got a road playoff win. Lamar Jackson's got an MVP in a trophy case. Dak ain't got either one of them. Lamar Jackson is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And guess what? He's a lot better than a lot of the other guys that people have rated in the top 10 at the position. Let's hit Mikey in Utah next on ESPN Radio. Mikey. Hey, gentlemen, how we doing? Great, Look, Mike. How are Lamar you? Thing. I'm good. I'm good. I really don't understand this Lamar thing because the guy has been phenomenal since college. And all he's ever done was change his game a little bit, make it better. Sometimes it takes time to learn playbooks and read defenses and all that stuff. And we expected this guy to do it from day one. And I believe that he has. So I appreciate you guys. He is a quarterback, not just an athlete. Thank you, gentlemen. And that's the thing, Carlin. He has done it since day one. He took over a 4-5 and five Ravens team under Joe Flacco in his rookie season. I don't care that how... Team, that team ended up in the playoffs, Carlin. I actually thought that we had gotten past this part of the discussion with Lamar Jackson. Have, we, apparently have we, though? I don't think apparently we have. Not. I think people are still holding on to whatever opinions they had about Lamar Jackson coming out of Louisville and what they saw from him early on in his career. I think people are still holding on to that. Remember that playoff loss at home to the Chargers? People are still holding on to that version of Lamar Jackson, and that's not the quarterback that's under center for the Ravens now. Nope. He is a better quarterback by leaps and bounds, and if you watch how he plays the game, I mean, he's doing it from the pocket, Carlin. He's throwing the ball down the field with accuracy, with velocity. He's putting touch on throws that require it. He's diagnosing the defense. He's surgical against the blitz. And, oh, by the way, when things break down around him, when guys don't run the right route, he can make everybody else right by taking off with his legs. All right, let me just ask you this question. What's up? I'm just going to give you a couple of guys. You tell me, win one game right now, Hmm. Lamar or this guy. Yeah. All right? Josh Allen. To win one game. Mm Mm-hmm. Probably going to still go Allen. Okay. Burrow. To win one game. Mm-hmm. That's a coin flip. I don't think it is. I'd, I'd go Jackson there. Okay. I'd go Jackson there. Mahomes. Mahomes boy. Russ. Lamar. Herbert. Lamar. Healthy Herbert. Yeah, Lamar. Jalen Hurts. Lamar. Dak. Lamar. Rodgers. To win one game? One game. Lamar. Bucks. Brady. Brady. Stafford. Lamar. Kyler. Lamar. So the only guys to win one game that you're taking them uh that you're taking over him are Brady, Mahomes, and uh Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. That's, where I'm, I, I, that's and, where I'm at. And I think that's completely fair. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And I, I that Joe Burrow one is really close. It's close, but yeah, the way things are going for Joe right now, 
even though it was better yesterday because it was the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, it's You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm there with you on yeah. it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. 888-SAY-ESPN is your Dr. Pepper call in line. Now, there is a new Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. And one of us, not surprised one bit. That is coming up along with the top five from the weekend on the way. Right after Kenty has this from FanDuel. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's free bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. The app is safe, secure, super easy to use. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to the point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY. For your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? All right. You know it. You love it. Every Monday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, you get the top five things from the weekend. And this week, the top five belongs to Christopher Canty. Yeah, I'm in the penthouse this week, big fella. I'm in the penthouse, and we got to start with a reunion of sorts that took place up in Chicago. Here's Canty with the top five. Number five. Okay, so back to the reunion I was talking about. Lovey Smith going back to the scene of the crime in Chicago where he was the head coach for the better part of a decade with the Bears, took that team to a Super Bowl. Unfortunately, Chicago was not as kind, especially with the offense for the Bears because that running game got going, even with David Montgomery going out, Khalil Herbert is stepping in and rushing for a buck 50, and then Justin Fields, what he was able to do on the ground. Carlin, it's saying something when you can win a football game in today's NFL and your quarterback only have eight completions, but that's exactly what we saw from the Chicago Bears, and the perfect way for the Bears to close out that game yesterday was Roquan Smith picking off Davis Mm. Mills. Like, this is a guy that's betting on himself in a contract year. He wanted a new deal before the season. They wouldn't give it to him. But the Chicago Bears running game, moving to two and one and tied for the division lead in the NFC North. The can I give you Bears? Can I give you one little other nugget on that? Go ahead. Little birdies, whisper in my ear. Okay. People in the know. Mm. Keep an eye on Robert Quinn 
potentially getting moved soon. Trade deadline? Perhaps. Yeah. Out west to the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah. They, they, they've got too many first-round picks in future years they need to get rid of. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Blank them picks. Yeah, exactly. We, <laughs> we need players for now. I can see that. Yep. So, so ba- they traded a second-rounder for Vaughn Miller last year. Yep. So they would probably trade a second-rounder for Robert. I don't year. think they would even blink at it. Number okay. four. All right, number four. The Jacksonville Jaguars going out west to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, the Chargers was the chic pick. In order to win the AFC West, would you mm-hmm. say that coming into the season? As someone who is chic, yes, I would say yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, you're that the was... ball mama. You know about fashion sense mm-hmm. and all of those cool things. Yep. Well, yeah. Well, we know that Justin Herbert's ribs are basically Sweet Baby Rays right now. They're a little tender. They're a little tender right now. And that Jacksonville least. Jaguars defense took full advantage of it. Josh Allen, he's a name that a lot of people don't know. But this dude can rush the passer. Travon Walker, he's another guy that can go get it. That's why he was the first overall pick. And then they got another dude named Devin Lloyd out of Utah. He is a baller as an off-the-ball linebacker. That defense, they got some guys that can play that can be playmakers. And then Trevor Lawrence, for the second time in his NFL career, tossing three touchdown passes. This was a game that I predicted an upset, Carlin. Mm-hmm. I did not believe that it would be as one-sided as it was. Did we uh, maybe shortchange Christian Kirk a little bit considering all the money he got? Because maybe just a little bit. Maybe. But we got to keep this moving because this is Candy's top five, not Carla's top five. Oh, and I'm number sorry. three, I'm going with my guys from UVA, from the Indianapolis Colts, Jelani Woods, the tight end, oh, and God. Rodney McLeod closing out the game. That's right. Matt Ryan tossing the go ahead touchdown to Jelani Woods in the waning moments of that game. And then guess what? Everybody's anticipating some Pat Mahomes late-game magic. It ain't going to happen. We don't care how many timeouts you got because we got a tip drill and tips and overthrows. You know we got to get those, especially at UVA. And that's what we saw from Rodney McLeod. So shout-out to my UVA guys that play for the Colts, closing out the game for Indy in an upset, maybe the biggest upset that we saw in week three. So apparently it's just a a big shout-out here. Yeah. We turned it into a morning zoo. It was a beautiful thing. Number two. Number two. Lamar Jackson. Number two. LJ era. Number two. Mm. Five touchdown performance. He's following up a four-touchdown performance the week before. The first quarterback in NFL history to have three passing touchdowns and over 100 yards rushing in consecutive games. The guy is must-see TV. We're going to continue to talk about him all show long because, Carlin, right now you can make an argument that he is the best quarterback in the National Football League. But I want to save time for number one because we have to. Number one. Fly, Eagles, fly. I don't know the rest of the song because I play for the Giants and the Cowboys. But Jalen Hurts in that revenge game against Carson Wentz yesterday, can we even call it a revenge game? Do the Eagles even it's, care it, about getting revenge against Carson Wentz? They will more well, the Lincoln, D-line, in Philadelphia. The, D, the D-line cared because yeah. they had nine sacks. Fletcher Cox yeah. is his best buddy, and they spent a lot of time together. They're a lot of time <laughs> together. I mean, the Eagles' D-line had nine sacks. Coming into that game, they had only had three. But what I was more impressed with was what I saw from Jalen Hurts. Again, Carlin, being able to win from the pocket and those passes that he threw to Devontae Smith, the jump ball to get him down to the goal line, and then the jump ball in the end zone, that's showing a lot of trust and a lot of faith in his second-year receiver. We talked about what happened in week one where he didn't get a lot of targets, no catches for Devontae Smith, and how Jalen Hurts came back in their second game against the Vikings, and that was the first play of the game. Throwing to Devontae Smith, 
We said that that was a moment where those two could build trust, and now you're seeing that carry over, and that proved to give dividends for the Eagles' offense. Devontae Smith, eight catches, a buck 69, and a touchdown. Pretty good day at the office. Also, 340 yards passing and three touchdowns. Great day at the office for Jalen Hurts. Uh, how many sacks? How many sacks? How many sacks? For the Eagles' defense? Yeah, nine sacks. Nine times. Nine. Nine, and that's not no in German. That's yes for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Did I catch a niner in there? Yeah. Nine. Nine <laughs> times. Wow. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Wow. That Philadelphia Eagles team is very, very intriguing right now, and if only somebody had told you that they were going to be a great team this year. Oh, wait! Someone did. We'll explain why the Eagles are in excellent position to roll through the NFC. That's next. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? Well, last week it was starting to look like it was going to be Taylor Swift for halftime of the Super Bowl. That was the rumor, but confirmed over the weekend, Rihanna. Oh, yeah. She's going to get that work, 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 work at the Super Bowl halftime show. I love it. Mm. I love it. And shout out to Matt Lack for getting the song exactly right. Because during the break, we were trying to figure out what Rihanna song we were going to come in from the break with. This is the perfect song to roll with. And I'm excited about it, man. This is the first time Rihanna is going to perform in, la- in the last five years, Carlin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, initially when she was approached by the NFL about doing the Super Bowl halftime show in years past... She was reluctant to do it because she wanted to support Colin Kaepernick and felt like he was being blackballed based on the stance that he took advocating for folks with social justice. But now it's good to see that the NFL has made strides in that regard and they've seemingly mended fences um, with certain communities. And Rihanna is at the point now where she wants to bring her platform to the NFL's biggest stage. And I think it's going to be a win for all involved. She's an amazing artist. She's an amazing businesswoman, and being able to have that association with the NFL, I think it's a good thing. It's a win for everybody that's involved. I'm I'm a fan. Uh, I I like the I like the performance. And now I'm curious as to who, like the special guests are going to be with her. Like I would think there would be at least one or two, right? Oh yeah, I mean everybody everybody would line up to to rock with Riri at the Super Bowl halftime show. Look. I, I think that uh, I think this is perfect. I mean, you know, she's got to she's got to bring out her dude ASAP Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. He has, he absolutely has to be a part of the show. Mm-hmm. Maybe Drake is a part of the show. Like, there's there's going to be a lot of special guests that she's going to have come through. I mean, because it's Rihanna. Yeah, 
Dwayne. Like she, she's a star among stars, Carlin. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like absolutely. There, there are certain stars that like, okay, this is a star among stars. Like, there are stars that are fans of this person. That's how big they are. I'm just, I, I, I like Rihanna a lot. It's kind of getting my heart set on Tay-Tay a little bit. Oh, no, this is better than Taylor Swift. This is going to be a better show than Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As far as an entertainer, I'm not saying, I don't, listen, you can make the argument about the music catalog all you want. No, but she's an entertainer, you probably, too. You probably have a, an argument that, I mean, Rihanna's going to put on a show. It is going to be an I absolute know. show. I know, but it's not like Taylor's just going to stand there. No, I'm not. Be a show, too. I'm not, yeah, but, I mean, I don't We really need to get you immersed in the Taylor Swift world. Do we really, though? I, I kind of think know, so. I don't know that anybody on our that listens to our show is asking for that. I think we're set on that one. I think I'm asking. I think for the it. NFL made a great choice. The well, National Fenty League. I won't Let's argue go. That. Three seconds. Two seconds. Hurts back. Hurts looking. Hurts firing. Devontae Smith touchdown. He caught it in the corner of the end zone. Again, he went skyward. The Swift Reaper. I'll tell you what. The Eagles are impressive right now. <laughs> they they are phenomenal to watch. And I'm not going to do the whole patting on the back thing, but this was kind of what I was envisioning. But I can't even sit here and tell you that I expected Hurts to be this good this quickly. Here's what really impresses me the most about Jalen Hurts, Chris. What's that? Anything that we were curious about in his game has been answered in the short term already this year. Yeah. Like, he is throwing the football lights out right now. He makes great decisions. He does not get flustered by anything going on. He he just consistently reminds me of a player that when he moves into a new situation, I wouldn't call it struggling, but he has to adapt. And he is someone that adapts exceptionally well. If you think about his collegiate career, right? He's at Alabama. You got ups and downs there. Guy who uh, gets replaced in a championship game and then later comes back, I think, in a, in a it was a, a, a SEC championship game or a big 12 or a, a national semifinal mm-hmm. and did the same thing. Always had the same mentality about the whole thing. Transfers to Oklahoma, steps in, does an amazing job there, gets drafted in the second round in, frankly, what was a very difficult and uncomfortable situation with Carson Wentz in Philadelphia because depending on who you believe on whose idea it was, it was we have to push Carson Wentz. And when that threat came along, Wentz absolutely folded up and Hertz did nothing but continue to build support in the locker room. I, I just love everything about what he's doing. I, I I think this guy is the classic definition of winner. I think he's a winner. He's a winner, and and that's great to point out. I know out, it's a but, little but, void, but you've uh, also, void, uh, but, but, vague. But it's vague. It, Not it, void, vague. It, it, no, it is vague, <laughs> and, it's, and it's broad. Yes. Because you said the same thing about Tua. And I think that there's a difference when it comes to the overall command of the offense, but also the leadership intangibles in terms of how you relate to your teammates. Yeah. Because all you hear out of Philadelphia 
is how much everybody respects Jalen Hurts and how everybody looks to him as the unquestioned leader of that football team. Let's make no. Let's make it very clear. I don't care what happened yesterday. It is still Jalen Hurts over Tua, and it's not close for me. Well, yeah, but especially in regards to leadership. Yep, there is absolutely. no question about that. Yep, like, and, and that's the thing that I think folks fail to appreciate because we get so caught up in numbers and analytics and all of those things. But when it comes to doing high level winning, it takes chemistry. It takes somebody, you know, being able to grab the team by the throat when you're going through that adversity. And Jalen Hurts feels like the kind of guy that has that ability. Now we'll find out as we go through the season because the Eagles will undoubtedly hit some adversity. But if he's made of the stuff that we think he is, then this team is going to come out on the other side of it, and they're going to be one of the few in the NFC that we can point to and say they can make a run at the Super Bowl. See, I'm not worried about the adversity because he's been there before. He's been replaced in a championship game. Well, not, not in the National Football League. No, now, it, okay, there, there's but a on difference. big stages. Yeah. Yes, but on big stages. Sure. Um, there's, a, there's adversity when you walk in the door and you have another quarterback there and a guy that, and I granted, I know this stuff happens all the time in the uh-huh. league, but... That guy was working his way out of town, and somebody that did not relate to the locker room particularly well, except for a few guys, and it was uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. there is there is some adversity there. There's not the adversity of, we've lost three in a row, yes. and I've got to get my act together <laughs> yes. here on what's going on. But I, I've seen him, in the situations that he's been put in before, react very well. No doubt about it. And, I mean, listen, even going back to last year, you're talking about a team that struggled at points. I mean, Carlin, there was a time where they did lose three in a row to start last season. There was a time where they did lose five out of six games. But they were able to turn it around and make that make a run to the playoffs, right? Yeah. I mean, winning for their last five games in order to get to the show. So, I mean, there's something to be said for a quarterback that's been through that kind of up-and-down season that finds his footing and is able to forge an identity that can help the team have success. And now we're just seeing Jalen Hurts take that next step as a quarterback. Working with Tom House in the offseason on his mechanics has made a world of difference. You can see it. The over-the-top delivery creates more consistency. You're talking about a guy that's more settled with his footwork in the pocket. All of that is leading to more productivity, but it also leads to his receivers having more confidence and more trust in him. And those guys are making plays for him as well. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. I'll tell you what else. Things are getting really bad in Washington. Ooh. Things are getting really bad in Washington. But didn't we see this coming? We did. Didn't we see this coming? We did, but here's where it really gets alarming. And granted, it's only Philly, so there's always going to be Philly fans. Listen to Jalen Hurts about what that was like yesterday. Well, yeah, I want to um, give a special shout-out to the Eagles fans, everybody who came out uh, to FedEx Field. Um, you know, it definitely felt like a, it felt like a home game. Um, just the, the, how loud it was in there, how much green and black was in the stadium. Um, it was very, very impressive, and it was a sight to see. So, um, got to keep, keep riding like that. Keep going. When's the the Commanders' next win coming? Because after this week, they've got the Cowboys on the road. They're home against the Titans. They're on the road against the Bears, and then they've got the Packers. So when's, when's the next win for the Commanders coming? The Commanders' next win is coming when the story that started to leak out there over the weekend that some NFL owners might be building some momentum toward trying to oust Daniel Snyder as the owner, 
that's when the commander's next win might come. That that that's, that would be the that, biggest win. That would be that, that would be a Super franchise-changing win, right win, wouldn't yep. it? That would be a Super Bowl win to right get there. from out under the dictatorship that is Daniel Snyder. It really is. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's good for everybody involved, not just people in that organization, but people around the National Football League too, look, because it's a bad look to have an owner like that in place. Canty and Carlin, weekdays on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+.